Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Drew Hill. The Drew Hill. The only Drew Hill that we recognize on this show. Covers the Grizzlies for the daily. Yeah, yeah, the only one. There ain't another one. All right, bottom line at the end of the day. He joins us every single Thursday. Covers the Grizzlies for the Daily Memphian. And he joins us now. Hello, my friend. How are we doing? Hello. I think the real question is, uh, how are you doing, John? Because <laughs> I heard your rants last night on on uh, X Spaces, and I'm concerned about you. That was, a, that, was a, that was a different person. That was not the person you're talking to right now. Uh, I think you owe at least $30 into the swear jar. <laughs> that one definitely got a little, got a little heated. You know, but but I'm a passionate man. I always have been, always will be. You know, especially when it comes to the Memphis Tigers. At the end of the day, that is that is how I was, how I grew up. It's how I came up. I can't change that. And um, in, my, in my entire life, I have never seen this basketball program lose to Rice at home. And so it evoked um, some very deep seated, some very angry and confusing emotions. There's no well, doubt I, about that. I haven't got a chance to listen to the show today which I usually do, uh, but I haven't had a chance. So I'm curious. You told me you were going to take callers. Did you take callers, and how did that go? We did, and, and you know, look, people were pretty, I would say, rational about it. Um, I, I think most people understand the score, that it's not, it's not the time to have a coaching conversation yet. That doesn't mean that they approve of the job that is being done. But, you know, look, it's, it, it, this is a multi-prong issue, and I think the callers sort of recognize that. They don't play defense. They don't have team chemistry. You know, Penny hasn't fixed it. The lineup changes are weird. You know, I mean, all of it. You know, that's that, that and that's why it's like, you know, to me, I, it was easy two years ago to sort of get the chemistry back on track with that Memphis team because Penny just ixnayed Imani Bates from the situation. You know, like he just removed him, and the team automatically took off. Uh, what do you like? What's the fix here? Like, what's the what is it like? Does anybody have the, the solution? No, actually, they keep telling you they don't. So I think no, I, that's the yeah. problem. No, I don't think they have a, a clear solution, and I'm, gl- I'm glad that that's the case. I, I find that to be the case more times than not, um, and I think you're a perfect example here because usually what takes place on X is a lot different than what takes place in real-life conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like, yeah. no, But, like, look, everybody, I watched the game last night. There's a reason to be upset because, and I, I tweeted this, because I, when they took the lead late in that game, my thinking was, okay, 
Well, they haven't played well. This isn't going well. Um, but if they find a way to come together as a team and win this game anyway, like when David Jones hit the shot to take the lead, I was like, all right, they're going to win this game, right? And if they found a way to win, even in a loss that is, I guess, discouraging based on the level of play on the court, it can still be galvanizing to come together. It can be unifying mm-hmm. to come together and find a way to win an ugly game. Like, get right wins, they come all kinds of different ways, right? And, like, even take the Grizzlies, for example. You know, I don't, I don't remember exactly, but I remember that, that game that they played against the Suns when they had nobody available and they won. And it was a hideous game for the most part. But it was it was unifying and galvanizing, and like it it pulled the momentum of the season forward. And I'm not saying that this Tigers win would have been the same; it's a different scenario. But it could have been. And then for it to go so poorly, those last few minutes, like all of the decisions were wrong. Yeah. All of the decisions yeah. were wrong. The passes were totally careless. On defense, you've got guys gambling. You've got switches on the perimeter in which guys aren't up on the only guy that's killing you from the three-point line for the most part. You know, it's just so much of it just made no sense whatsoever. And I was, I you know, I, I saw Penny's comment about we're teaching the right things, but it's not translating. And I saw it kind of got... People ran with that a little bit, saying, like, you know, Penny doesn't assume the responsibility. But after listening to the full Penny press conference, he did responsibility. Um, so that made me feel a little bit better about the situation. But that was a freaking disaster. Like, that was it was a disaster. And I'm not trying to be doomsday here today, but... No, I mean, it, it was. But, but, you know, when, when, we, when we invited you on, we thought, man, we finally get a little reprieve. You know, we uh, thought, you know, the fresh yeah, air. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, because I, I never thought we would get to a place in this basketball season where the Grizzlies were like cover for the like it, they were like a safe space, you know, to get away from the Tigers. Yeah. I never thought that, but they are <laughs> like, it's just crazy. It's crazy. And, and that and that hasn't been, you know, great either. But at least we can accept, you know, but the injuries and everything, like what it ultimately is uh, I do want to talk to you a little bit about Marcus Gasol. Now that 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 era was before you got to town, but so they're retiring his jersey. Is that the the ceremony in April? Yeah. So this is something that uh, has been in the works for a while. Um, I think it's been relatively known that he was going to retire um, at the end of this season uh, that he's having over in Spain, which is. Pretty incredible, by the way, being a player, owner, and GM of a team. That's pretty wild. Um, and so it was just the Grizzlies playing the waiting game. That I know that they've been working towards having this be possible late in the season, and obviously they wouldn't have been able to make it possible had they not known in advance that this was probably coming. So it was a matter of time of getting the announcement out of the way, and I think it's going to be a really cool um, event, uh, you know, it's it's. I, I I remember the Zebo movie like that they put together, and just thinking, wow, this is really well done and really cool. And I wasn't here for this era, and I wasn't a Memphis basketball fan during this era. But it gives you the feels, right? And it's my understanding that there's going to be the same for Marc Gasol, and so I'm looking forward to watching that and 
to, to some level being able to feel everything that people felt um, during those moments. So I think it'll be a great event. Um, they got the Cavs tonight, and, you know, as shorthanded as they've been at times this year, and you had to, what, sign Matthew, Matt Hurt to a 10-day just to have eight the other the other night. The, the consistent thing somehow is the effort that you're getting um, every night. Like It's one thing that you can, it feels like you can depend on about this Grizzlies team. It feels weird saying that, but that this effort level is going to be there. Um, what do you sort of expect tonight? Vince Williams back on the floor, right, after after missing the last game? Yeah, you would think. I mean, Taylor Jenkins said it was going to be, um, it was it was going to be one of these back to back games that he expected both he and Luke could be available. So we'll see about Luke um, probably in the next game. But uh, yeah, I I'm looking forward to watching the new ten day signings. Honestly, I wrote a little bit about this this morning. This feels like. Uh, America's got talent, but for the G League, right? Because these are not typical 10-day dudes. (laughs) These are players that are putting up big numbers down there and haven't really had the NBA opportunity yet. Um, And so I'm I'm pretty excited to see what they can do. Like, this isn't Jalen Noel, right, who's played several NBA seasons, and you're bringing him on because you're trying to win. No, this is a showcase of okay, let's see if either of these dudes are a natural fit and if anybody could end up on a two-way deal or um, on or, or with a, a chance to make the main roster. So, And they're very different players, which makes it interesting as well. So I want to see them in action. I think this is a great opportunity to do that. And it's like, uh, it's like the NBA draft, except in February. John liked a Womo, right? That's what we talked about when the signing happened. How much you liked him in in college, wasn't it? Yeah, the uh, Princeton, because he, yeah, I, the kid at Womo. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't I'm pronouncing that yeah, correctly. I wasn't watching him in the regular season, but the but the tournament. You know, I was just saying, I I love his IQ. I'd rather have a guy with a high IQ than you know, <clears throat> a, 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 like I I value that more than most other basketball. Do you lean toward one or the other, Drew? In terms of who you you know got high mean- hopes for. No, I don't lean towards either, honestly. Uh, as I said, I feel like they're different players. Yeah, they are. You know, Jemison is more of like a uh, a bruiser. He's a screen setter. Mm-hmm. He's going to go get you rebounds, offensive rebounds. Like, okay, let's see you do it at the NBA level. He got a 10-day with the Wizards, and they used him, I think, for 50 seconds in one game and 30 seconds in another game before the 10-day ran out. So Yeesh. never saw the court. So let's see what happens if he actually gets some playing time because the Grizzlies do need that. And, you know, they they could benefit from having a center in waiting. I'm not saying he would be it because, you know, you've got draft picks and stuff like that, but free agency. So I think that's interesting to me. And then Iwoma is interesting to me as well because he's more of a versatile type. He's a passer. He can set screens. He can play out of the high post. Um, he's another big, but a big that just does different stuff. And so, I don't know. I don't lean towards one in particular. I'm just looking forward to seeing them both out there and seeing what they can do. Yeah, no, I mean, I I, 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 I really actually do enjoy the way that this Grizzlies team is competitive, you know, like in, in spots where you just don't feel like they really should be with what they have. I love that, you know, like beating the Magic, you know, beating the Heat, like, uh, leading the Kings for the majority of the game doesn't really make any sense based on personnel, but it's happening. I just wonder, like, is it just because like our expect like is that 
is that the is it because and I'm asking you a question about myself, but I think it's like more of a fan based thing too. Do you enjoy it more because you know there are no expectations? I mean, is it like, or would we otherwise be enjoying this if, you know, like, is you know what I'm saying? Is it just because yeah. we know that there's like, we have nothing to expect from with what they have? Uh, that's definitely part of it. I do think that there's something to be said for the players as well as this, as it relates to this, because you've heard a lot of them say, we can just go out there without fear of making mistakes and play freely. And I think that's actually really helping them because when you have John Dez and Jaron on the floor, you're expected to win and you're trying to fit into your role and you play tight sometimes as a result of that. And then when you took that away, it kind of opened things up for everybody. And I think when they did that, it helped them be more competitive and then there's also just great storylines. Like Vince is just a great story. Um, so he's very enjoyable to watch on a nightly basis. And no, this isn't the high flying, you know, three point shooting team that it is when John ja and Dez are on the court. But it is still an entertaining product. It's entertaining to watch Jaron develop and be able to see it happen in front of you with the way that they're using him now. And it's entertaining to to be surprised by some of these guys when they come out and play really well. Now, I don't know if they're going to keep up this competitive rate that, the way that they have the rest of the season. It's just a tough ask, but it has been entertaining to watch, and the product itself, like, if you're at home, I know that they're probably not headed to the playoffs, but it's still worth watching a Grizzlies mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, seven days from the trade deadline, Drew. Just, just what are you anticipating? And I guess I'd, I'd start that with chances that they, you know, move a, a Luke Kennard. What, what are you, what are you anticipating for the Grizzlies ahead of trade deadline day, if anything? Yeah, I don't think that there's going to be any earth-shattering news here. I mean, outside of maybe one of the players that they've always had their eye on for a long time. I mean. We we know that they've been involved with Mikhail Bridges, right? Doesn't sound like Brooklyn wants to move him. But, like, if there's a player, it sounded like when they acquired Marcus Smart, that was a player that they had had their eye on for a long time. Like, I think this front office does a good job of identifying these are the guys we are willing to be very aggressive to go get. If any of those players, and who knows who those players are, but if any of those players are on the market, you might see a big trade. But I would probably project that you're not going to get anything huge, maybe something on the margins. And Luke Kennard is definitely interesting because he can help a playoff team for sure. And his contract is big enough next season on the team option that it creates problems for you, especially with the cap coming in a million dollars less than they projected it to be next season. So, you have to find a way uh, to make space. And then on top of that, you got Vince Williams Jr. doing what he's doing and looking like a plenty productive offensive and defensive player. And you still didn't get to see Marcus Smart with Jaw. So, yeah, I mean, he makes a ton of sense. It makes a ton of sense. Um, personally, I love watching Luke Kennard play. He's a great guy in the locker room. So part of me hopes he sticks around. But, yeah, I mean, of course, and then, you also got to look at Xavier Tillman Sr., I think, right. because he's another guy that could help a playoff team. And then other than that, it might be a situation like we talked about um, where the Grizzlies could trade into 
their exceptions that they have and maybe take on a player that has a little bit more money on an expiring deal that you don't have to worry about paying next year as long as you're staying under that luxury line this year. So there is a possibility that they could do something like that as well on the margins. But I, I think you nailed it. Like Luke is kind of the guy you got to watch, I think, as well as Xavier Tillman. Yeah. Uh, by the way, congrats, uh, congrats to your Crimson Tide. Sole possession of first place in the SEC in basketball. I know it's just February. They don't hand the title out in February. But, I mean, I watched what Kentucky did last night. Cal still has not learned to foul up three. guess he's never going to learn. Nope. I'm enjoying the meltdown a little bit, not going to lie to you. Um, It's just fun because Alabama has a chance now to win the league three out of four years. That's crazy. And that's ridiculous, right? This is is Alabama. This is not Kentucky. But Nate Oates is that good, man. Like, the guy's just a great basketball coach. He finds a way to motivate the team. We're talking about, you know, how the the Tigers are falling apart and how he got rid of Monty Bates and that fixed the problems. Well, Nate Oates has now suspended who was the starting big man, Nick Pringle, at the beginning of the year twice just because he says – he doesn't practice hard enough or whatever. And so, like, he holds guys, you know, at least on the court, accountable. Um, and so I think he's just a very good coach. But, yeah, no, I'm I'm excited about it. I don't know if they're quite as good as, like, a Tennessee. Tennessee beat is pretty good. Um, but they definitely will have a chance to win the league in the regular season. I think the SEC is just that competitive. <clears throat> no doubt. Drew, thanks for the time, as you, always, brother. brother. Appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, guys. See ya. He is Drew Hill, covers Grizz for the Daily Memphian. Uh, Grizz, of course, back in action uh, and going to retire Mark's jersey on the uh, on the 6th of April. Caps tonight, Jason. Yes, eight and a half point underdogs. Eight and a half point dogs. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.